0: Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the show. My name is Trisha Stetzel, owner of Results Extreme Business Solutions, and always my favorite co-host of all time, Colton Coffreau.
0: Favorite co-host, man. (laughs) Thank you, Trish. I appreciate that. And let me introduce to everyone my favorite Dr. Bob, uh, Dr. Bob Brugowski. <laughs> Dr. Bob, you ready
2: to jump in? Absolutely, my friend. Ready, willing, able, and excited.
0: That is what I'm talking about. And before we do that, I do got to give a shout out to our sponsor today, and that is Results Extreme Business Solutions. So Dr. Bob, again, this is the first question every time you're on. Give us an update. Where are we with COVID? Is it even a thing anymore? Where are we at? Well, it probably shouldn't be, right? But, uh, you know, we're very fortunate to be in Texas.
2: But keep in mind, Canada still has lockdown, still has mandatory vaccination. As I was saying, someone left Canada because they didn't want to put up with uh, losing their rights. And they went back to pick up some personal belongings, arrived to $10,000 worth of fines and essentially house arrest with the police visiting her daily Uh, to be quarantined to mandate the jab. But one of the things that we were talking about, and the viewers can can just Google this number, 63,141. And if you wanted to Google that and then type in millennial deaths, what you would find is that there were 63,141 extra millennial deaths in 2021 Uh, that, you know, we're above and beyond what would normally be expected. In fact, we don't find many deaths in that age group. Uh, And so the people that are promoting the shots, we don't call them, you know, with a V word, because they're not, they're shots, they're jabs, they're an experiment, they're claiming it has absolutely nothing to do with that at all. So to say there's nothing, uh, that'd be quite a reach. To say that they're all related to that, Probably not. You know, I personally know a lot of suicides that happened when people lost their livelihood and their hope. Uh, So we could say policies and experiments, but it was an absolute failure. And those are real crimes against humanity.
0: And and I think it's safe to say, right, that the only difference from, you know, pre-2020 was COVID, correct?
2: Well, we'd certainly have to think that that'd be the major thing. You know, if not all of it. And, and so, you know, different policies, you know, they wanted to save lives. Uh, there's something called the cobra effect. And it, it, I think it was India where they, you know, said, all right, if you kill a cobra and bring it to me, we'll, we'll give you a, a reward, we'll give you, you know, some type of, you know, monetary uh, compensation. So people started breeding cobras. Uh, And then after they breed them, they kill them. uh, And then they realize that, oh, my gosh, we're promoting cobra breeding. So they stopped it. next thing you know, they have way more cobras than they ever had before. So, you know, maybe some people were well intended, they thought that they might save lives keep in mind that this is among millennials. Millennials were never at risk unless they had severe immune compromise, you know, someone going through a cancer therapy or, or something really extreme like that. Those are always the people that needed protection. So to mandate a medical experiment in that age group was absolutely horrific. And then nature, uh, one of the most prestigious scientific journals showed up to a 30 X. So that's 3000% increase in heart damage, mild Carditis, paracarditis after the jab, that's well-documented. Nature uh, was published June 25, 2022, so very recent. And the group that had the biggest increase, age 18 to 24. So again, people that never should have gotten the shot uh, may have a deadly life-threatening or certainly life-compromising circumstance to live with as
0: a result of that really bad decision. Go Tristan, got cool. have so many questions, so I'm trying I, to- No, go <laughs> for it. Okay, I,
1: I see it. Uh, Go for it.
0: I, I got a, I got a handful of doctors in my family, and they're all great people. But I I've had an issue with one of them, like like so pro vaccine, or sorry, so pro COVID uh, experimental shot. And I have some that are the opposite. And it's usually naturopath versus a medical doctor. So wh- why is that? Why are so many medical doctors giving? I mean, good people who don't want to harm people. What's going on? Well, I think they're brainwashed. You know, we, we can go back to Mark Twain. He says it's easier to fool a
2: man than to convince him he's been fooled. Uh, and when your entire education says, you know, vaccines are the savior of the world, well, then you start thinking everybody needs a vaccine. Every vaccine is going to be safe. But, you know, we can go to the CDC's own data. When you look at death rate from infectious disease, death, infectious disease killed about 80% of our population in 1900, and there was a 75% reduction from 1900 to about 1940-something when penicillin was discovered. So massive reduction even before antibiotics, and there was a 91% reduction in death rate from infectious disease by the 1950s before vaccines were widespread. So, you know, keep in mind, I was born 1964. So my parents, you know, they followed the medical doctor and I got four shots, four total shots. And I didn't get a shot right out of the womb like they do now. You know, they want to vaccinate kids. For hepatitis B out of the womb. And so you'll appreciate this because my son's about your age. You know, he was born in the hospital because Kelly had a C-section. But, you know, we met with the pediatrician beforehand and she said, you know, when your son's born, we want to vaccinate him for hepatitis B. And I said, well, doctor, you know, educate me here. How does one get hepatitis B? And with a smile on her face, she said, well, that's anal receptive homosexual sex or sharing of IV drug needles. So I purposely got this really confused look on my face for drama and said, I don't understand. What makes you think my son's at risk? He's in utero. And she said, well, you don't know how he's going to grow up. I said, you know what, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And now, you know, it would have been worse depending upon race because black males, they found out had a significant increased risk of autism with that shot. Uh, And, you know, you start looking at this data and saying, hmm. And even an FDA whistleblower came out and said, why did they suppress that data? And by the way, what's different between race? Well, vitamin D status, one thing for sure, but there's many, right? And and I, I think I'm inspiring more questions maybe than, than answering the question. But you know, here's here's the data. Once someone goes into the medical school, they start being trained right away about the power of drugs and trained away from the power of God-given health and immune system. Uh, You know, and there's plenty of medical doctors coming out on 10 Talks saying, you know what, I I can't believe what they tried to sell me in medical school. They tried to make me a glorified drug salesman. And it's easy enough to find that. Uh, Now, with that said, there's great medical doctors, there's great medication, but I think the world is, is waking up and many have woken up to the limitations
0: of that system. Here's the deal. Dr. Bob's not just some guy that's been around the block once. I mean, he's all about natural medicine. So he does his research and I back him hundred percent because that I trust him that much because he, he does the research unlike like, you know, a lot of people out there who just want to start spouting facts. Trisha, I've said so many. I know. Questions. Well,
1: I, I, so I have something on my mind and it may be kind of reaching into the political space, maybe not, but just really looking for your take, Dr. Bob, we're, Part of my family is, has had the jab and the other part has not. And the reason for it is because of work. It was a requirement of a corporation to get the jab. What, is that, what does that look like down the road for all of us as humans, right? Uh, people who may not have wanted to do it, but they did it because it was going to cost them their livelihood.
2: Well, time will tell you know, but uh, let's put it this way. Simone Gold, who's, uh, you know, the head of America's frontline doctors, you know, she stood up right away, as did a lot of doctors all over the world and said, wait a minute, this is an upper respiratory infection that seems to be very challenging for people over 80 that have multiple medical comorbidities. They're diabetic, they're obese, they're battling cancer. Something's very wrong. But if you're 80 and healthy, 80 and healthy, you don't have to worry about it. And and let's just bring it even further down the demographics. So really, it wasn't risky from the very start. So there's the fact. But what she said is just make them fire you. And when all this is done, we're going to go back with the biggest class action lawsuit ever and get many of those billions from Pfizer and the government and people that were destroying livelihood for really no valid reason.
0: But isn't isn't Pfizer, Moderna, aren't all these... Companies protected since this is an experimental drug.
2: Well, you sign away your rights, and and you know so it's even hard to find out what's real in terms of the news that you get. But there was a story about an elderly gentleman that was wealthy and had a very lucrative life insurance policy. He got the jab and he died and he died as a result of the jab. Well, the life insurance company didn't pay the benefits. They said, no, you signed away your rights. You know, you signed up for a medical experiment. You died too bad for you. Uh, You know, and there's other people that said, wait a minute, the Federal Aviation uh, Administration, the FAA flight uh, pilots, cannot fly if they're taking experimental medication that's part of the rule but what they do they went ahead and they they required that they get jabbed now a lot of pilots walked off the job and then can we validate how many pilots died you know i i don't know there's so much hidden
0: information
2: the more we seek the more we find and the and the more damning it appears for the people that we're we're pushing people into this
0: and you you know we Oh, go ahead, Colton. I I, t- I actually had lunch with somebody today. He's a pretty pretty educated person, and you know everything. You know, Pfizer's. There's a bunch of information that keeps pouring out, right? And he was talking about one of the side effects is, you know, infertility or sterile. The concern that he brought up to me, and I didn't even think about this, is that they have recently mandated, hey, five-year-olds, they can get shots. So is there like a possibility, you think, that there could potentially be in 20, 30 years, a whole generation that is significantly reduced because of infertility and sterile? Like men and women, they just can't have kids Absolutely. You
2: know, that's one of the prevailing theories as as to, you know, if if you want to follow into conspiracy and some people say, what's the difference between conspiracy and a news report? About six months, Uh, you know, because it comes (laughs) out to be validated. But people from the very beginning talked about the challenges with fertility, talking about why would you ever inject a pregnant woman and, you know, the Number out of the military, I believe, was 800% increased risk of miscarriage following the shot. You've got to ask this question, you know, you know, not going to give the moms a total pass, you know? I mean, you're there to protect that baby. You're there to, you know, going to talk about the seven rights, eat right, drink right, think right, move right, sleep right, poop right, talk right. The nine months of your life that you're carrying that baby, there's nothing more important And you need to do your due diligence about everything. Make sure your water's clean, your food's clean, your air's clean. And why in the world would we ever give a pregnant woman an experimental drug? You know, it's beyond me. Now, uh, I have a family member that was pregnant, got COVID from someone that was jabbed, was over in about two days and has a healthy, beautiful, amazing baby. So there was no challenge with a healthy mom being exposed, but we're seeing that these jab people—it's well documented—the risk of miscarriage is real, uh, and you know people are talking about cancer risk and brain risk. You know, I, I have a colleague whose husband, for whatever reason, got the jab. Uh, within two weeks, he—he he was in a mental institution, and he's there now. You know, it just the, the mind isn't working anymore. We're talking about a male in his forties that had a productive professional life and a beautiful family. And now in a mental institution. So why are these stories not front and center? So what was the risk of COVID if you were 40 and healthy? Almost zero. You know, someone used the analogy, especially for a kid, you know, they'd be more likely to be struck by lightning twice or killed in a car ride on the way to school than there would be a problem with, with COVID itself. But yet they're, they're trying to come up with shots for tops. Now, I'm very happy to say, and, and by the way, our government said, oh, yeah, six months, six months old, you're OK for a COVID shot but the parents aren't going for it. So luckily enough, parents are waking up.
1: Moving out of what's happening with the the jabs, right? And moving into a lot of people are testing positive for COVID again, right? Uh, the cycle that symptoms are much milder. This is something that we talked about with you on the show, uh, I think two times ago, that the virus would eventually peter itself out. Um, are people who are at risk still at risk with this new variation uh, that's going around right now?
2: Well, if someone has extreme immune compromise, they're certainly at risk. Uh, But if someone's relatively healthy, this is much less of a virus. And, you know, if you look throughout human history, when they had a deadly virus, we could maybe, maybe take the 1918 flu pandemic, Well, why'd that go away? Well, herd immunity and the virus just mutated in a way where it wasn't such a big deal. And I'll even go back to March of 2020, Harvard researcher, David St. Clair, on a podcast, absolutely brilliant. He was talking about the risk of of having a completely dysfunctional vaccine if they created one, because by March of 2020, they had already identified over 30 mutations he said by June, we'll be in the hundreds by the end of the year, we'll be at multiple hundreds. So what they were, you know, if, if they were going to do a full virus, which they didn't, they just did the spike protein. And then plenty of people are saying, well, that was a really bad idea. Cause, cause that is one of the most pathologic proteins that you could put into human bodies, yeah. you know, and I, I've seen a ton of autoimmunity and, you know, I, I wrote a, you know, a few exemptions for people that needed exemptions but there's over a hundred studies on this particular vaccine inducing autoimmunity. And there are thousands of studies of vaccines inducing autoimmunity going back over 60 years. Mm-hmm. So I just hope that, you know, people listening to this, just go to pubmed.gov type in vaccine induced autoimmunity. I think you'd be surprised type in COVID-19. We don't want to call it a vaccine, but that's how it's listed in the medical literature induced autoimmunity. Uh, and it's, it's rampant. It really is. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, uh, I could just keep, I can keep going on and on. I, I do want to make one quick statement is that if you did get, if you're listening to this and you did get the jab, we're not trying to freak you out. I promise we just, Dr. Bob is educating. Cause I mean, there's a lot of miscommunication um, going around out there. And we want everyone to make sure they understand that, you know, just be aware of how you feel and what's going on. So just, just keep that in mind. Um, Bob, thank you, Dr. Bob. Thank you so much for being on the call today as always. Uh, it's so good having you. Um, And I know we're going to miss these COVID updates. I just know it. Um, But we are so appreciative for the last few times you've done this. I think you've really done our listeners a great um, service by doing that. Um, So thank you everyone for listening. This was this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode. and We're going to talk to um, a good friend of Dr. Bob's, Dr. Roxanne Edrington. It's going to be a good time. Thank you everyone for listening. Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sher McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546 phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc., number Fender SIPC. Sher McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.